Welcome to the Edge of the Headlights podcast, and I just beat the hell out of our table. <laughs> Hello, my name is Rob, and sitting across from me, like normal, is Marty, and you can't get down right now. Come here, baby. Quit, go quit, quit playing with the cat. You gotta go to the floor until the show's done. You were too loud. You are too loud. Yes, she is very loud. She sounds like a giant vibrator in the uh, microphone. So how's your week been? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Catfield. Yes, uh, Catfield. Well, we had our shot at summer, it looks like. That was last week. Now right. it's back to winter. Yeah, it's more like fall, really. It's a very nice uh, overcast. I actually don't mind. This isn't too bad. But literally, like, the, the whole backyard was thick with snow. Our whole back uh, uh, walkway ends up being an ice skating rink at the end of winter. Yeah, and, that's like, typical. Oh, it's bad. Like, it's everything like drains down to that direction and melts and then freezes and melts and freezes but yeah literally from like friday where i, I was telling people it's like hey you guys could park in back but it's a shit show so <laughs> front. to by sunday there was nothing there well so that was pretty cool yeah and then and of course you know monday it, it's overcast and it's like 40s again it's like, oh, all right well it got what it needed to do that's like this weekend. Snow, we had a bunch of snow melt this weekend in that. Yeah. And our street, so we had water running down our street. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, we had my boy and the neighbor boy over there playing in their mud puddles. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they're like, I'm like, dude, they're like, don't one of them has galoshes, one of them has snow boots. Right. And my kid's the one with the snow boots. And he's like, <laughs> Dad, watch this. And he's <laughs> just oh, no. running through there. I'm like, okay, you know your feet are going to be wet. It's fine. It's oh, fine. That's yeah. his favorite words. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like, Dad. Dad, I'm like, what? My yeah, feet are wet. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah, there's a lot of times where he's like doing just fucked up stuff. It's like, dude, you stop. You're, you're gonna get hurt. No, it's fine. No, no, trust me, you are gonna get hurt. It's fine. Two seconds it's, later, whack. yeah, it's clearly not fine in another thirty seconds. But it's hilarious. Like, ah, uh, what do you do, man? Oh yeah. Well, then they needed Hot Wheels. This is a big puddle. It's like six inches oh, yeah, deep. Yeah. I'm like, Dad, we need something to play with. And they grab the Hot Wheels. Oh, my God. I'm like, okay. I'm like, just make sure you pick them all up before. Right, yeah. right. Well, come to find out the next morning, we have, we usually leave the house by quarter after five so we can get him to daycare and all that fun oh. shit. And I'm standing outside having a smoky treat. And um, I hear, oh. the truck stops. And I'm like, what? Didn't you hear that? I'm like, yeah, it's just Hot Wheel cars going. Then he, he does not have a good day after that because all the way to daycare, he's like, oh, I lost my Hot Wheel cars. I'm like, it's okay. We'll get you a new one. You have like 3,000 of them in your room. You lost them from your own decisions. <laughs> no, but it's this cold weather stuff could end any day now. Get back to like the mid-70s would be awesome. You're right, yeah. I'm like a 60s guy. That's, that's about it. That's all I need. Anything more than that, and I'm like, eh, it's starting to get a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Not enjoying this at all. Sorry about that, folks. Hopefully the silent ninja is done now because my cat's being a little hellion. She's going to use up her life yet if you ain't careful. So nothing has happened to me since I did the live reading of Timmy and Health Home last week. Yeah. But at least Uh, we got it on there. We we did finally get it out, uh, which is nice. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, I feel fine. Except for my work is a work. I'll put it that way. (laughs) Well, since I know it's like an episode, we talked a lot about ghosts and that. So this is what we're going to dedicate this episode to is ghosts. Ghost stories, I should say, more specifically. And it's really not something we've done. We've mentioned ghosts and other stuff, but we've never had a full ghost episode. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Hello, cat. (laughs) Hello. For sale, one cat. Marty, no, she's going home with you. Yeah, you got like 10 cats at home already. Yeah. You're not the crazy cat, man. You're the, the crazy cat. No, yeah. You're not the crazy cat lady. You're the crazy cat, man. Right. Yeah, we're down to three. Oh, three? Okay. But like Marty was saying and I was saying, we haven't really done a ghost episode where we just talk no. about ghost stories. We usually no. mention them like periodically through all the different episodes we've done. Right, right. Yeah, it'd be like uh, a different story, whatever that relates to a, a place or whatever, but nothing. Not a solid uh, ghost story. I don't know if that was a, a conscious choice we did. Because I think early on we were like, yeah, we're going to avoid that. I, I, I'll be honest here. I'm not a big, I'm not a big, <clears throat> I believe there's something after life, but I'm not a big believer in ghosts. Yes. Uh, that, that is probably also the other reason I, I kind of like this one. It is one subject where I think we do differ very much in yeah. our <laughs> thoughts on this. Don't get me wrong. There's a we. I did take long on the internet to find some really cool stories that right, I liked, right. and there's even a few in South Dakota. But I can honestly say, again, I believe in the possibility of ghosts. Let me clarify that. But I have never seen one. Therefore, I have a harder time. Plus, I haven't seen Bigfoot either. But it's just it's more incorporeal, and it's like I don't know. Yeah, yeah. like I said, it's it's one subject that I know we. To some extent, are on polar opposites. Is yeah. The factor. Uh, I, I am probably a lot more likely to be like, "Oh, that might be a ghost," than you are, e- even after I've looked through stuff. Uh, none more prevalent to me than one of the big American ghost stories: haunted houses. The Amityville subject. <clears throat> oh, Jesus. Absolute polar opposites on, on You had to go down this road, didn't I you, Marty? Did, you just, you just like, stick people, it to my side. Stick it to my side. for us to have something where we're like, man, fuck you, you're wrong. But Amityville Horror is bullshit, but I'll, I'll let you, okay. I think the whole Amityville Horror story, I'll, you tell them the story right. for the people that don't know it, and then I'll have my piece. <laughs> I was going to say, most people know the, the basics of the story. Um, originally, the, the whole house thing started with the DeFeo murders in 74. Uh, Ronnie DeFeo, the oldest kid, ended up shooting everyone in his family and uh, ended up getting put away. He, they, they tried a, a uh, insanity plea saying he was hearing voices, which nobody bought, uh, and they tried him anyways, and he went to prison. But uh, less than a year, it was actually like within weeks of him being sentenced, this other family, uh, the Lutzes, moved into this property. And it was uh, December, no, it was December of 75, because he was the very beginning of December, I think uh, Ronnie DeFeo was sentenced and sent to prison. Well, they moved into this place, put all their money into it to get this place to live, and they lasted 28 days, and they left all their shit, they just bailed out of the house. Um, a lot of stories after that started coming up of haunting things that were going on in the house. Uh, the temperature being constantly cold, 
Uh, to him waking George, though, the father, the stepdad of the, their three kids, and his wife, their mother, Kathy, um, would wake up at 3.15 in the morning. Uh, he quit taking care of himself. Uh, he just he started kind of becoming a different person. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, they apparently had a priest come in before they moved in to bless the house. Uh, he was told to get out by a voice in one of the bedrooms. He did not relay this to them, apparently, because he was like, I don't want them to think I'm crazy. But he did say, hey, I would not have anybody sleep in that room. It's just, it just feels off. Well, subsequently in the next month, every time something was going on, they would try to contact him. Uh, the phone wouldn't connect. Uh, supposedly they had slime that they would find coming down off the walls. Uh, flies in rooms inexplicably. There was a lot of other stuff that wasn't put into the following book that would come out or films. Uh, but yeah, 28 days later they packed up with what clothes they had, left everything in the house, and fucking bailed. This thing kind of became a big, big story. Um, they, they actually first off started getting a deal with this lawyer. Like, hey, we're going to put our story out, we need a lawyer... Because at this time, you're following a few years after The Exorcist came out, which was a huge film. I mean, it did really well. Oh, it scared yeah. Yeah. a lot of people. But there was, and I, we've talked about it on the show before, that late 70s era, there was a, a renewed interest in supernatural stuff, and people were selling their stories all over the place. Uh, UFO stuff was so hopping up again. Uh, Bigfoot sightings were hopping up. It's all over the late 70s. So they thought, well, in order to recoup money, we're going to try to make money off this, because they pretty much sunk everything into that house and aren't going to be able to resell it. I mean, in essence, yeah. they're not going to... They're already there in there a month. So, I mean, they haven't had any equity built into it. It's just gone. Well, they get with this guy who, oddly enough, was actually Ronnie DeFeo's lawyer. Is the first lawyer they talked to. And he's like, yeah, let's do a deal on this. Well, things kind of went south between them, and they didn't, like, he wanted a 50% cut of any money they made off of story. And Typical like, lawyer. Yeah. Typical yeah. lawyer. And they were like, no, fuck you, we're not doing it. He ended up selling the story anyways to some newspapers, which then they got pissed off. That is actually when they got hooked up with Jay Anson, the author, to write down their story into a book. Now, at this point... The, the original lawyer they were working with started coming out saying, yeah, the whole thing is a hoax. It was all made up. I don't believe it was. Um, I, some of the stuff that got put in the book, I think, was bullshit. Uh, both versions of the movie, and I enjoy them both, but both of them have pieces in it that I think were bullshit. Especially the, the newer Ryan Reynolds one. As much as I love it, they have like a whole subplot of, of a preacher with uh, these who was torturing natives in this well the thing is that that native tribe doesn't even live anywhere near Amity New York none of that was true it was all added in for story I, I do believe something did happen in that house now there has been stuff that has come out in the last 12 years where like their oldest son uh, finally did a set of interviews with a guy saying hey here's what happened and according to him uh, George, their, their stepfather, was actually into occult stuff. Uh, a lot of his books he had were 
demon-summoning books, future-summoning, and, and he said he believes that he did some spell of some kind that brought something into that house. Which I guess, to me, if you believe him, which would explain to me why no one else afterwards had any experiences in the house. Uh, basically, since they left, there have been four or five other families that have been in that home, and no one's ever reported anything else. Now, we also, right after this happened, the Warrens were brought in, which is another subject with, with Rob, who can't stand the Warrens. Uh, I like a lot of their early stuff. I think later on... Don't put words in my mouth. I'll say what I want to no, about. I'm just saying. I know, I know. We've had this conversation. Yeah. Off air. I, I think later <laughs> on, they, they kind of did get more into the fame and notoriety of what they were doing rather than actually researching anything. But uh, the house itself, like in his interviews, there was stuff that he was saying was going on that was not put into the books, not put into some of the other stuff. I, I find it hard to believe that they would have sunk $80,000 is what they paid for the house just to create a hoax in the odd chance that someone may pick up their story. Yeah. But I, I, I do think there was stuff that happened there. And and, and I, I have watched, because they actually put out a documentary film of all of the oldest son's uh, uh, testimony when he was talking with this guy. And it, it is interesting. Um, even if it wasn't haunted from as a kid, something has seriously fucked that guy up. Yeah. There, there's yeah. Some, there, there's some I agree with you there. there. Some, something awful was happening. I mean, George and Kathy, their their mother, ended up divorcing a few years later. So, I mean, it really wasn't that big of a cash cow for these guys when they made money off it. I think Jay Hansen probably made more money off of selling than what they got off of it. But I do believe something happened there. Uh, I think, like I said, after hearing the accusations against George that he was into spells and occult it isn't a smoking gun because I too have plenty of weird books around Yeah, but the idea that something like that was going on and all of a sudden here they have basically what, what uh, a lot of the stuff falls right under the, the demonic playlist I mean it, it's check marked out what we know now as typical demonic things Yeah, and then for it to disappear after they're gone it more than likely could be attached to uh, George himself. Yeah. But. I am sure saying, yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah. But, I'm okay, Amityville Horror, the Amityville incident, I'll say. Right. <coughs> Excuse me. Is one of, one of the first things I watched is a horror movie. Besides The Exorcist, that was, oh, yeah. when The Exorcist came out, I was like, all about it. Creep me the fuck out. Oh, yeah. yeah Especially with the pea green soup yep. that had her head turned around, Linda Blair. Right, Linda Blair, yeah, yeah Linda Blair. and she's really hot. I like her, yeah. and um, at older now, not this yeah. little girl. Let's yeah, be specific. Not, not, not little Reagan. <laughs> no, Linda we're talking Blair. about older Linda Blair. Yeah, but um, yeah, Amityville Horror. Just there's so much. I've read several books on it. There's like two or three of them. I've read. Yeah. I've read them all three of them, or two or three of them. And it's just one thing that throws me off is like I understand like with Cody when we interviewed Cody. He talked about the flies in the rooms. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's very unusual. I agree. That something 
I agree something unusual happened there. Yes. But was it demonic? I don't think so. Correct. There could have been... I. It's like this. There was something that did happen to the family. They did see something. But yeah. was it demonic? I don't think so. Or was it a ghost? I don't know. Right, right. Because I find it funny because there's so many stuff they come out and say this and it's retracted because this isn't right. Especially, we'll just use the Native Americans. Yeah. That tribe was, there's one part of the book it said, like in the first one, oh, it's on, this house was built yeah, on yeah, Native yeah. American burial ground. False. Yeah, it's not. Then, um, one thing that always throws me off, I'm like, how in the hell do you get a 10 foot tall pig in a house with glowing red eyes? Well, he would be outside when he was huge. Like, he could, she could shape change. Okay. He could change shape. Uh, Jody, the, the pig, the red-eyed pig person that uh, their their daughter, the youngest in the family, was her imaginary friend, and yeah, it was a, it was a red-eyed pig that would switch from like little piglet size to sometimes be outside the house, like a forty-foot tall, looking in the upper window. Yeah, I just personally, I just don't believe it because i think it was just a cash grab especially after the warrens got involved right and the warrens were good when they first started then they kind of go like the zach baggins of the world yeah and honestly these are all my personal opinions if you have different opinions i i I like that like marty like me and marty have totally opposite opinions on this right uh like i said i i it's one that always drew me no candy for you i'm getting candy Okay. But yeah, it's all the, it's one that always drew me in, and then looking into uh, more of the background of some of this. Like I said, the, the, the Jay Anson book I remember reading in grade school scared the fuck out of me. It was, yeah. it was horrifying. See that, but uh, there are parts of that that are not true. Even there, some that said, "Yeah, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. This didn't happen." It's more but for there was a lot of other wild shit that did. happen. Oh yeah, I'm not saying there is, but yeah. but you can't have you gotta. My thinking is you either have all factual or non-factual. Make it one or the other. Right, right. Don't mix the two together. Then people get confused. Saying, oh, this happened. And then two years later, no, this didn't happen. We just yeah. a bunch of BS. Well, see, it, it sucks for me because like when the Ryan Reynolds one came out, that was what, oh, seven. I liked the Ryan Reynolds I, one. I love that movie, man. That's it's because I know a girl I w- at the time. I'll tell you a story here. I was single at the time. And yeah. this girl invited me over. We should go watch a movie. This is way before Netflix and chill. This is yeah. more like Amityville Horror and chill. And it was a fun night, but she was all about horror movies. And I'm like, this is a freaky chick. I hopefully wake up with my shit in the morning. Uh, I, I trust the horror fan. Man, they're good people. Oh, yeah, they don't have any mental destability. See, but, okay, I got... I, I live on horror. What's that say? I do, too. Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to, I think I get the ultimate bad parent award here. I'm going to relay right. a story. Yeah, I think I've told you one. This is where my oldest child, Parker. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I used to work overnights, and my ex-wife used to work during the days. So I would come home, and I would lock Parker in the room with me. And he'd play, be a, I'm a light sleeper. And I have a DVD player and all that. And while I said, put a movie in. I was half awake. I put a movie in. Didn't even think about it. And the movie I put in, needless to say, was Saw. Oh, nice, nice. DVD. And he sat there. He was quiet for the whole time. And I wake up at the end music, and I hear a guy screaming, like, what the fuck is that? And he's like, Daddy, the movie's over. And I'm like, oh, my God. You sat through this whole thing and didn't do anything? I'm like, I'm a bad parent. Why, why is that guy's foot on the floor? Oh, God! <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Now, like I said, I, I have those things, too, where my daughter would watch, like, Friday the 13th over and over. And I was like, mm. 
Yeah. Yeah. I like Friday the 13th. But yeah, like, like, uh, the Ryan Reynolds ambient. I want to say it was around 07, I think, when it came out. Yeah, about right. Yeah. But I remember, uh, I had gone to see it by myself, and it, it, as an adult, it, it, it has some really freaky visuals in that film. It's fantastic. I don't remember much of the movie, in all honesty. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> but yeah, then I went again with, with a couple of my friends, and it always comes up with like, well, so is that real? I'm like, ah, yes and no, man. Like, all oh, that whole stuff in the end, it's bullshit. That didn't happen. Stuff happened there, but it's not... There was no freaky, you know, pastor in a red room and, and chasing them around. It, that is all added bullshit for a film. Yeah. It makes for a fun film. It's no different than, say, like, uh, The Haunting in Connecticut. Yeah. The film. That, that's a good movie. I, I like it. it. I fucking hated that film. See, folks, you're actually getting to where me and Marty don't agree on shit. <laughs> like, I, I like most of it. But when they, like, because I'd already seen, like, Discovery did, or Traveler, one of those, did, like, a two-hour on their early stuff documentary on the actual case of it and it was fascinating and terrifying and then when the movie comes out all of a sudden there's like this shaman soothsayer who, who's a druid and he's got bodies in the wall of the building it's like what the fuck is this this didn't happen at all i thought they were in a mortuary yeah the actual story yeah, yeah. but in the movie at the end they find out that he'd been putting bodies in the wall and all mm-hmm. this fucked up shit and that's still like, when I was dating that girl when I saw this movie too. Ah, so, yeah. so. That, that, I remember that part where it's in the mortuary. <laughs> but yeah, it was just like, oh, none of that is true. And it's just so disappointing. And they, they do that kind of thing. Yeah, no, I actually own the, uh, the two hour documentary one, is when the video stories were going to shit. Mm-hmm. One of them actually had that and it was like a dollar. I'm like, hell yeah, yep. I want that. There you go. Bad effects and everything. So it was lower budget. Early, early. Discovery doing these kind of shows. But yeah, the story itself was terrifying. So I was psyched when the movie was coming out. And yeah, I guess to like the last half hour and I'm just like, God damn it. <laughs> Why do you got to try to add this in here? The story itself is creepy enough. You don't need to add this. We, we're not, not going to go down the road of how Hollywood changes stuff no, because of the L-O-T-R thing right uh, now. We're not going down that road. Right we're going to stick with ghosts. Right, right. It's, Speaking of ghosts, I'm going to jump to... Ghost token is angry. Oh, God. <laughs> no. Uh, I'm going to talk about Walking Sam. Oh. Have you heard of him? No, I don't Okay. Have. This is actually from South Dakota. I got three or four stories here from South Dakota. I'm going to talk about Walking Sam. The Pine Ridge Indian Reservation has an alarming high suicide rate amongst their youth, and it is believed an urban legend is responsible. The land is being stalked by an evil ancient entity that takes the form of a walking Sam, like Tall Man, Slender Man, or the long-feared Stick Man. This creature feeds on living, infecting their minds, and altering their thoughts. In the case of Walking Sam, his evil bidding is collecting souls of suicide so he doesn't have to wander the earth alone. He convinces the already lost, depressed, and hormonal adolescents that they aren't worthy of life and that they should end it. He stands seven foot tall, has no mouth, Long, gangly limbs. When his arms are outstretched, you see the bodies of Lakota men and women hanging from them. Since December of 2014, Pine Ridge has had 103 suicide attempts with nine people succeeding. The youngest was only 12 and the oldest was just 24. There have been attempts at mass suicides on the grounds. Thankfully, church leader Pastor John Tubles discovered and prevented one of these plans from being carried out. He and a few other adults found a group of teenagers with nooses nooses already hanging from the tree 
Another group of teens, all female, tried to carry out a similar plan but were stopped in time. Why are they doing it? Tribal, tribal leaders, clergymen, and local health professionals and law enforcement are scratching their head. What if the what if not some great evil is infecting the minds of so many young people in Pine Ridge? Is it poverty? Is it abuse? Or is it the creature the kids call Walking Sam? For any of you who don't from South Dakota, all our South Dakota listeners know that Pine Ridge Reservation is the reservations in South Dakota really suck ass. The First Nations people got screwed over in that deal. They have the lowest... Po- one of the worst. Actually, it really is. Yes, it is. But, yeah, it's very low income, and people really do struggle to survive there. So depression is really strong, and I would not wish that on anybody to have to no. live in that things. But that leads me to, like, if it's demonic possession, or demon- demons would feed on that negativity oh, yeah. in a heartbeat. That would be like a smorgasbord for them. Oh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a big... You're, you're hopping into a place where the the norm is is sad. Yeah, I mean it's it's hopelessness. Like it's just do that. You never heard that before? No, I really haven't. I've heard of the tall man, but I've never heard of Walking yeah. Sam. Yeah, or the stick man. I vaguely I've remember. Heard, yeah, I've heard mention of. Uh, wow. <laughs> you heard? Of, I'm going to try another one. You ever heard of Hooky Jack? I have read. Uh, <laughs> You know, like he plays hooky from school? Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Damn truancy. Hooky Jack, a famous ghost in Rapid City, South oh, Dakota, yes. is Hooky Jack. In, li- in life, his name was John Leary, but after a mining explosion in the 1800s, he lost both his arms and one eye. One eye. His arms were replaced with Hook, hence the name Hooky Jack. He became a Rapid City police officer, but tra- that, that, I would not fuck around in the town if I had a police officer stop me and all of a sudden he's got two hooks for hands, gets out of the car. You go, you guys been drinking? Right. Yes, sir. We have been. Please don't kill me. Oh God. That that'd be that's that's actually really uh, that'd be terrifying. A cop would yeah. do a you like is this guy for real? Is he actually a cop? Is he a cop? Throw the drugs out the window. Oh, <laughs> oh, he became a Rapid City police officer, but tragically died after being struck by a car in 1926. Now his spirit is said to haunt his former residence, which has since been converted into a tavern. I'm gonna go there and drink. According to legend, Hooky Jack lived on the third floor and still be heard moaning up. Can still be heard roaming up there today. Employees don't even want to venture to the floor unless they absolutely must. Many employees have refused to work the closing shift alone. Voices, rattling, and airy sounds can be heard upstairs at night. Strange flashing lights and spirit swords have been caught on proprietor's security family. All right, folks, most of your spirit forms are nothing but dust. Yeah. Sorry. Multiple witnesses have seen chairs, tables, and billiard balls. Moving it around the table on their own. A few bartenders claim to have seen a figure sit at the end of the bar out of the corner of their eye, only to look up and realize there is no one there. Yeah, that, uh, orbs is always a, a thing with me. I have seen very few evidence of spirit There is orbs. good spirit orbs. There are ones some, that go like 90 degrees and change. Yeah, and, and Them, there's something that they're putting off their own light. Yeah. It's like, okay, that there's something there. Most of, of the footage I see of, of people are like, oh, look, we got these shot of orbs. It's like, that's, that's dust. Dust. Yeah, next, <laughs> next picture. Um, show me something better than this. Uh, weird mist coming out of nowhere. All right. Okay, that's weird. Little bits of flusty fluss around in the sky. You're in an old house. Guess what? <laughs> as soon as you move around, it creates new air currents. There is dust on everything. Correct. Like I said, there there are a few I've seen. There's one uh, 
I think it's up in Colorado. The dude who has that uh, cabin out there. And they've been catching weird light anomalies for years on their cameras. Some of those I, are pretty impressive. <laughs> I have like, not okay, seen that video. Have something going on there. That's, that's definitely well, there's that video I've seen, like, paranormal series on. I don't have it anymore because I got rid of cable. But it was in England. And all of a sudden you've seen... It's uh, hopefully it's not fake because if they did, they need to hire the guy who did the XF FX for this. Yep. But in this room, they're doing a paranormal investigation and getting EVPs, and all of a sudden, somebody's like, "You feel that?" And all of a sudden, it shows you the wide room, and this white mist thing goes right by him and out this patio yes. doors. It just blows the patio doors out. I'm like, "That shit's real there." <laughs> oh yeah, no, that's impressive as hell, man. You see, no much, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that footage. It's they're like, what's that? And I was like, Poof, and just blows yeah, out the patio doors. I'm like, how do you explain that to your insurance? <laughs> yeah, like, like there's a lot of those uh, videos like that. I always look at it like, okay, how would this be fake? And and I'm certainly no expert on, on faking videos by any means, but there are some of it's like, man, it that would that would take a lot to, to do that just to put on have show up online because i also what i ended up doing too is like when they showed that video i'm looking at the people i'm yep. through the xx i'm like do any of these people i've seen these people in a movie or something because i want to see if they're like actors right because that's what they did in district nine yeah and uh, uh the bloop the one uh in search of mermaids or whatever oh, yep, yep, yep. they had actors from district nine and yep. <laughs> the mermaid one yeah there's a lot of those and sometimes the people's reaction is very telling too. Yeah. Because there, there's some stuff, even as a really good actor, it's hard to fake that kind of bewilderment and surprise. You know what I mean? Just okay. Uh, okay. Here's an example. If you want to really get somebody bewildered and surprised during a movie, folks, go check out the alien movie, the scene oh, yeah. where, where the alien pops out of the guy's chest the first time the alien is seen. Yeah. None of the actors at the time knew what was going to happen. They knew something. They knew this actor would be put on the table and something was going to happen. Them, are, them reactions you see there are honest to God, true to life. They're like, what the fuck just came out of this guy's chest? Yeah, they, they knew there was an effects shot coming up. They were not told what it was. Yeah, uh, like... Uh, Two of them almost walked off the movie yeah, that day. Lambert, like uh, she... Oh, I can't think of her real name right Sigourney now. Weaver? No. Oh. Uh, the other one. Uh, Cartwright. But yeah, she she was like fucking livid, man. She ripped Ridley Scott a new ass, and yeah, she threatened to walk off. She's like, "I'm not dealing with this shit. If this is what we're gonna be doing all the time, you're gonna be just doing this shit to us. I'm done. I don't need it." But luckily, she stayed and yeah. gave us the greatest space horror film. But yeah, uh, Event Horizon is pushing. Ooh, I don't. I think I like Alien better. Only because by the end of Event Horizon, they kind of petered out a little bit. Well, Event Horizon has every genre of movie in it, except for romance and western. There, well, there is a little bit of romance. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I, I do love Event Horizon. I wish we could have gotten a director's cut, but all that looks like it's been destroyed at this yep. point. So. So, what other kind of, so what other kind of ghosty stuff you got? I was actually going to tell people a bit of a story of my own fucking life. I've, I have done, not mentioned things on here before. I have had a lot of like ghost type experiences through my life and some of them aren't much of anything others are a lot wilder but uh my grandmother's house growing up uh lives on a farm down by uh down by mitchell it's a town about two hours south of here and it's standard midwest 
farmhouse from the 20s through the 40s. It's, it's basically a two-story square. That's what the house is. It's a square building, pretty utilitarian. There's no parlor, no family room. Uh, kitchen's living room. Yeah, it's kitchen, <laughs> living room, dining room, bedrooms. That's what you've got. But yeah, basically, uh, you come into the house. They had a porch built onto the one side of it. Uh, one section goes down to the root cellar, which honestly wasn't all that creepy. It was when I was super little because we were told we couldn't go down there until I got to go down there one time. And it's like, oh, it's, yeah, we, she just doesn't want us fucking up all of her, her canned fruits and shit that she's made. So we just don't go down there. Well, basically, the layout, uh, come into the door. You got on your right the bathroom door. On the left is the door that leads to the stairs to the second floor. And then short hallway, kitchen, uh, dining room. Off to the side of that's the living room. And then my grandma's bedroom is on the main floor. And then there are three rooms upstairs. But that upstairs was just, it was, it was creepy. I, I did not like that upstairs. It, it was uh, like the outside of the house. It was, we, I loved going down there. It's, it's a farm. You're in the middle of nowhere. I've always been in the city. I was born in Kansas City. I've always lived in town. So there's always noise. So it was always fun to go out there. Because it was literally just wind some days. That's all you heard. Wind, fucking grasshoppers, what have you. And you could play like crazy. It was a lot of space. But uh, yeah, all the farmland at that point she rented to other, uh, another farmer around the area. And she just lived there. But uh, like you'd be playing outside. And... All of a sudden, you would just get that really uncomfortable feeling like, like you're being watched. And there are a couple times where it would just be kind of like, oh, something's off. And it would be like a fox over in the cornfield. Or a deer come up. It's like, oh, cool, the deer over there. And then they'd run off. There are other times it was like, it's from the house. And it's like, okay, well, our mom and dad watching us through the window. And you'd climb up onto the window and look in. And now they're all sitting in bullshit. And, and it would be coming from the upstairs. And it felt like somebody was watching you from the upstairs uh, windows. Nothing was moving, you never saw anything move. But it was just really, really like oppressively uncomfortable to the point where I would go play on the north side of the house because that was the only side of the house that didn't have windows. They, yeah, the outside basically. I'm trying to figure out what house, square house that doesn't have windows on the north side. It, the north side, it, it had, I don't know if when it was made, so because up here, a lot of times we do get a colder north. Oh, wind. yeah, that's true. That makes sense. And you're in the middle of nowhere. I mean, yeah, there was yeah. a shelter belt off that north side, too. Uh, my parents didn't like that because they couldn't just look out and see where we were, but <laughs> it was uncomfortable. And in the back, there was a well that had been sealed off, which was always creeped me out, and I always stayed away from it. But there were times, like, uh, usually when we went down there, me and my sister would sleep in the living room. My grandma's room was right there. My parents would never be upstairs. A lot of times they have other family. And, like, parents would be upstairs. And there were sometimes you'd hear somebody walk around. It's like, oh, well, maybe they're going to the bathroom. Nobody comes down the stairs. So it's like, okay, well, maybe they got up, got out. Don't think much of it. But there would be lots of other times when, like, my parents would be outside with my grandma working in her garden, helping her out. And me and my sister would be in there playing. And you could clearly hear somebody walking upstairs. It wasn't raccoons. It wasn't. It was straight-up footsteps. And I was like... Maybe we should go play outside for a while. <laughs> but, uh, and, and that would happen a lot. You would hear that walking up there. Now, the stairs themselves going up, now there was a door that would open and close. Sometimes in the winter, she would leave it closed just because she didn't use the upstairs. 
I liked when that door was closed. I really did. Because <laughs> I, I, I hated those stairs. Like, it's steps basically going up against the wall into a hallway. And it's kind of like yours where you can actually look over the side of the steps. Yeah. And look yeah. down. And it wasn't so much that anxiety of, of uh, oh, is somebody, something going to look over? It was more the dread that something was already looking over at you, but you could not see it. Like, even now, I get freaked out by it because it was a very strong feeling of, there is already someone looking at me. No noise. I never saw anything. But, uh, and, and that would... Happen. And there were other times where you could be at the bottom of the steps and you had nothing. You could look up as like, oh, it's just steps. And there were other times where it was just instantly fear. Now, now your did your grandparents build this house or did they purchase it? They purchased it. Okay. Uh, okay. Because they got it in 50s or 60s, late 50s they moved out there. And it was probably built 20s or 30s. Uh, but yeah, uh, eventually we moved my grandma closer around here. Uh, she got a place. Eventually, she got moved into an old folks' home, and we knew they were. She was working on selling off the land to the guy who'd been renting it. And I was probably ninth grade, I think. Uh, I was having breakfast because my mom would always be up, and she was a stay-at-home mom. She'd be up with us before school and shit. And I was eating breakfast, and my mom was like, "Well, they they finally tore the old house down." And I didn't mean to, but I was like, "Oh, good, thank God." And she's like, what, why did you say that? And I told her. I said, this is stuff over the years. We had told you guys a couple times about it, but they were like, oh, no, it's just the old house. And and so we just quit telling you guys because you just blew us off. As an adult, I get why they didn't indulge that because we were little kids and we didn't want to scare That is when my mom told me <laughs> that growing up, yeah, her sisters and her all shared one room, and then my uncles each had their own room upstairs. And, yeah, they they would lay in discomfort for hours to not get up and go to the bathroom at night because it always felt like somebody was there. They would almost never change by themselves if they were all up there together. But, uh, uh, no, like, they, they would whenever possible not change by themselves upstairs because they just felt horribly uncomfortable like they were being watched uh and and she told me a lot of different stories that same kind of thing like it would feel like somebody would be outside the door you would hear people walking in the hallway and nobody was home and and yeah if i i was happy when she told me that so i was like oh man i'm not crazy for thinking that as a kid that that was just a wild imagination. No, there was something there. They're not sure what. I never really did anything other than just lurk and just be kind of menacing. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, like I said, I, I was happy when the place went down. I'm like, well, whatever was there maybe is uh, gone or stuck there and now it's just a field. So fuck them. They can sit in that field. That's always been my question with ghosts, too. I know I've said this at least a hundred times. You know, right. onward and offer. If a house is haunted and there's a ghost in the house and it's been whatever verified, and the place is destroyed, is the ghost still there? Or is, I've had this drunk discussion with people walking yeah. by the harbor bar because oh, yeah. I'm like, is the ghost still there or is it gone yeah, or is it or does it take off and wander to find a new thing it wants to do? Right, and then there I think 
there is why why the subject of ghosts is so difficult because it's like is, is this haunting here a replay of something in which case it will just keep replaying there is it something that was an intelligent uh, spirit was it anchored to this place by something there uh, when it's destroyed now is it free is it going on somewhere else we don't we don't really fucking know yeah because that's because you know, like there's been a per example this house was really haunted in the area and it was just down on 81 this house yep. was supposedly really haunted and everybody's like, this place is haunted, there's a dead woman in it, whatever, whatever. And they're like, then they move the house and put it back where it originally was. Right. Because the funny thing about this house, the place where they moved it from, basically somebody took it from the original spot, yep. moved it to this new place. People said it was haunted. They put it back in the original spot, which is up where the tree farm is at. Oh, okay. The rice house. Yeah. That's actually back where it needs to be in its original spot. So... Does a ghost move with the house, or how's... I, I think in a case like that, if it's anchored to the house itself, yeah, it probably does. That's always confused me, because, like, yeah. the, out now, the house is destroyed, is the ghost free to go? I'm like, I'm going to go, I'm going to go haunt that you go. Right. Or yeah, that yeah. rusted out Toyota yeah, in the you field. Know what, you know what looks good? That old tool shed back there. I'm going to go hang out in there. I bet that gets lots of traffic. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I, I don't know. That, like I said, that's so if there's I mean. anybody out there that's a really big guy, I don't know, a ghostologist or whatever, right, right. if you know the answer, email us, please, at eothpodcast at gmail.com. We'll, I want to know the answer to this. Right. Even if you have a, a theory. Of theory. We'll take theories, too. Because, yeah, like, like I said, I think that's part of the reason we've kind of avoided doing a show because there's just so much when you're dealing with a, quote, haunting. Uh, yeah. It could be... Any number of things. I, I don't know if I have, maybe, but probably not actually dealt with anything super malicious. Um, I have an idea maybe we, we might have at one place, but I don't know. Well, here's an example. It's where this my whole question about if a place is haunted, if it moves, it's still haunted. I'm going to talk about this. Like, I got two more, three more stories here from South Dakota. Four more, actually, sorry. This one is called Spook Road. Oh, okay. Yep. You've heard of Spook Road yep. before, down by Brandon. Yep. Known to locals as Spook Road, this eerie stretch just outside of Brandon, South Dakota, has quite the collection of creepy occurrences under its belt. Winding through tunnels, running over bridges, and lined in trees, locals claim this road is especially unnerving in the fall and winter months. It's a it's South Dakota. You don't want it's depressing during the fall and the winter. <laughs> That's why it's unnerving. God, I love you, fall. One one urban legend states that driving in one direction will take you over five bridges, but on the way back you'll only cross four. Yeah. Allegedly, suicide victims can be seen hanging from both of the bridges and the trees. Their bulging dead eyes watch you as you cross in horror. Some folks say apparitions have suddenly appeared on the road in front of them, only to vanish just as quickly as they came. Yes. Uh I have never actually gone and tried the 5-4 bridge thing. I would like to at some point. We can do that, Marty. Brandon's not that far. It's not. It's really not that far of a jaunt. But yeah, that's one of those stories that, that I has, I, I've heard about it for a long time. Oh, yeah. uh, it's floated around. Um, I, I don't know what to say. Uh, it, it's. I think it's entirely possible. Well, okay. I don't because I, if I remember right, Kelloland, our local news station, did something about that. It didn't look that creepy. 
I took you to a place by Stockholm that was a lot creepier yeah. looking. <laughs> and there's one worse than that I should take you to next time we're in that area. All right. Yeah. I, I'm all about having, you know, shit in my pants. Uh, <laughs> no, and, and some of those two, it, it might also be creepier at, say, like, dusk. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it, yeah, I, I remember that story, watching that story, too. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it looks like some bridges. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It, it's, cool. it's kind of misleading because they make it things like that are um, enclosed bridges. They're yeah. not. They're just regular open bridges, yeah. not enclosed or anything like you would think like like for the bridges of Madison County. Right, yeah. The stuff you kind of picture, uh, like Northeast, I picture a lot of, they do have a lot of like covered bridges. Up yeah. Northeast. South Dakota, not a one. Yeah, I don't. Because the snow would collapse them, I think. I think they did have one, but that was the problem and ended up getting tore down because it just beaten to shit with weather yeah. and it just became unsafe absolutely unsafe yeah see <laughs> no way around it you nope. should be in this no nope. now we're gonna go to sioux falls which isn't that far from brandon no, it, it's, it's, we're gonna talk about larry <laughs> larry the lounge lizard remember that game oh god yeah <laughs> that was oh a hard god. ass game oh my god but either way but no. the orpheum theater in sioux falls south dakota sits has its very own ghost. The spirit, fondly referred to as Larry, may or may not be the ghost of an actor who disappeared during a dress rehearsal many years ago. I have never heard that part. Allegedly, the sound of a gunshot rang out from the light booth, but when this fellow actors actors ran up to investigate, all the remains was a pool of blood and no body was ever found. The Orpheum Theater first opened in 1913, but changed hands in 1954. The new owners allegedly found a casket in the boiler room. But when they came back later to clean things out, the casket was gone. Reports of strange noises and noises and straight and sightings of shadow figures became common in the old theater. And one of the more intriguing reports happened in 1959. Actor Ari, actor ah crap, actor Ray Loftusness became one of the many to see his the shadow man on the balcony. On that particular night, he said Larry was illuminated by green and blue lights and was pointing directly at him. Loftusness. Claimed he was hit by an icy blast where twice at night he was assaulted by falling sandbags and was even knocked unconscious. Larry clearly had it out for this guy. Jesus. And I, never a lot of theater that seemed to attract that kind of energy. And, and I don't know if it's because, like, like a lot of things, like playgrounds and things like that, when they're talking about being haunted, because there is a lot of people with a lot of emotions going on. It's high energy. Um, yeah, and, and it just seems to attract these kind of things. Uh, well, yeah, between uh, the, you know the, the public watching the show, laughing, crying, whatever the show may be, the actors, the amount of energy that they are putting into. Yeah. Because there's a lot of work that goes into doing a live show like that. And, and it just seems to absorb that. Like, man, there's a lot of stories of old theaters where people who are just still hanging out in the theater watching shows and tormenting people there's like one in town here isn't there um what the hell is the theater in town we got the the goss yeah the goss there we go supposedly there's a ghost here that hangs out at the goss yep yeah it's uh i i wish a, a friend of mine and i did not know this story till just this last summer when we were talking again we haven't talked for many years and got a hold of each other but uh, her dad, there used to be a pharmacy on that corner of that building where the goss and all that yep. is. And her dad was a pharmacist down there. And she's like, yeah, I got to go up into the top of that building. 
But yeah, no, uh, uh, when her dad was working down there, she had actually been up into that theater before they they had the project to renovate it. And she said, yeah, she was. I got to see it when it was still, and it's just, it was kind of a mess, but it was really cool, because everything was just still old and hanging there, and it had just basically been left. Yeah. They, they did nothing with it. They're like, oh, can't use this anymore. They basically just locked the doors to the upstairs of where the theater was, and it sat there. But she said, yeah, no, I get to come up here and wander around looking through stuff before they did their big renovation. And it is gorgeous how they did it. It is. Gorgeous. I have yet to be in there. Oh, really? Yeah, no, because I mean, there's a restaurant downstairs. Mavericks have eaten there, yeah, but I haven't been I, upstairs. I eat there a lot. You eat but there yeah, a lot? How can Dude, I'm paying you too much. Yeah, right? Yeah, I love that place, man. But uh, yeah, I know quite a few of the bartenders and everything in there. But, Good Lord. <laughs> well, they were friends with my oldest kid. Oh. So we go in there like, oh, Marty, how's it going? I'm like, hey, man, make me that. You do really good at making that. But yeah, I mean, it, it's cool as hell. Yeah, I, I heard stories. There, there's a lot of stories of a lot of our, most of our downtown area, which isn't massive. No. But they are older buildings. And uh, most of them have upper floors that don't get used. Uh, some of them are actually renovated into apartments that can be used. Uh, but a lot of them are just still sitting there as storage. Uh, there's actually a few of them that I didn't know about. But there are a few of them are actually connected by tunnels underground. Yeah, there's it's very far and few between. They yeah, actually did that. Like they did, that was done during the big um, scare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When there's going to be a nuclear weapon war, and they did that. Yeah, it, 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 I was like, that, what? I've been on top of But there's buildings. there's one thing I'm going to try and diverge from our ghost topic, but there is actually was at one time uh, where the nunnery's at. There used to be a tunnel connecting the courthouse to the nunnery. Oh, right. At one time, there was. Right. Because where the nunnery is at, right up in top, uh, south of here, is, uh, I can't think of the name of it right now, but either way, it was supposed to be, originally, it was supposed to be the home of the South Dakota's psychiatric for the criminally insane oh. asylum that's what the original plan for that area was oh, shit. and that's why they built the tunnel there because they have all these crazy people come to have court in Coddington county then they could haul them underground oh gotcha, gotcha but that's gotcha. a hell of a fucking long walk that is, that is a y'all aren't sure they had like golf carts or probably uh, austin power style yeah. stuff in there <laughs> yeah no that's pretty wild no i actually had friends uh that that lived in, in an apartment downtown there is uh, actually one of the alley apartments yeah and there was some wild shit in that place man it was it, when they renovated all them apartments most of the time they look like they did not have very rhyme or reason I've been in a few of them oh, off yeah, tomorrow yeah. it's like all right, you go you think you're going to the hallway to the kitchen. Nope, it's a bathroom. You gotta take a left and a right and a left yeah, well, yeah, to get yeah, to the right. kitchen. I'm like, yeah, what, what, what's all this other farm. space yeah. going? It's like a damn rabbit warren. But yeah, no, they they had uh, I, I dealt with it a couple times in, in that little place. But there there was definitely something in that place. Um and it wasn't always uh, a chemical substance that, that fueled these uh, sightings. Uh, but yeah, like uh, in in their bathroom, a lot of times you would feel something behind you, but there was nothing there. But yeah, no, one time, and there were two of us that actually saw this. We were hanging out bullshitting one night, and we had kind of the lights down, and had the kitchen light on. We were just talking. I didn't remember what all we were talking about, but they had basically it's a big picture window 
that looks out on the alley. It's quite the view, if you will. But it, it was there, and, and light from the, the alley lights is coming through there. And our friend, they had a chair that kind of sat over by that. And me and one guy were sitting on their couch, which was across from him, and we were just, like, hanging out, bullshitting. And we are just kind of like, what the fuck is that? And we started seeing some something dark moving behind him. We are like, what the fuck? And he just keeps babbling. And we are watching, and it looked like the shape of a man, like, up into the window behind him, just, like, stood straight up. And we're just like, dude, move, move, move. <laughs> And then he's like, what? Goes like this, and it just disappeared. And like, oh, I'm like, I think maybe I got to go home. But yeah, no, it's, uh, they, they had a few sightings, and when I wasn't there, they told me, yeah, it's like, you, you'd see, like, a dude standing in the kitchen. It's just a dark shape. You know what you should do? You should get a hold of your buddy and see if we can get in there, and we'll do a video. Well, that was so, years ago. I don't know yeah. who has it now. Yeah, it's switched hands it's, a couple of times yeah. in the last couple yeah, of years. It's, uh, yeah, I know right where it is. It's it's. But yeah, no, uh, it'd be it'd be cool to go check it out. I, I would like to maybe see who's got that to just kind of go check it out. Again. Yeah, but like I said, I always said people from South Dakota, ninety nine percent of them are ultra conservative, and they don't want right. weird shit. Because a certain place of employment, but somebody in this household, I really want to go investigate, but that ain't gonna happen. Yeah, no, they, they, it's, it would not occur. Uh, it, unless it unless occur. somebody that listens, who's, okay, how can I put this? If Cody's wife. Could sweet talk us in somebody to let us go in there and investigate? That'd be awesome. Right, that would be that would be freaking wicked. Man. Yeah, that would be really fun. Uh, but it's like yes. we're, we're talking about Billy's Hall. Like you ever heard of the Easton Castle? Castle. This is in Aberdeen. Oh, okay, okay. Easton Castle, also known as the Yellow Brick House, yep. was built sometime between 1889 and 1890 in Aberdeen, South Dakota. This this it has thirty fucking rooms. Yeah. This 30-room, three-story Queen Anne-style mansion was covered in yellow brick in 1902 when Carol Francis Easton took ownership. The housekeeper of this massive house was just happened to be Leslie Gage. That name sound familiar? The niece of L. Frank Baum, author of The Wizard of Oz. Gage was the inspiration behind Dorothy. Rumor has it this muse of a housekeeper haunts the third floor and has been thinking throughout the whole home. According to whispers of busybodies at the time, the Easton son became a little mad and reclusive after the death of his parents. Hiding away in the old house that was now believed to be haunted. He didn't maintain the property, and its unkept appearance only added to the lore of ghosts and curses swirling around the property. The mansion has a standard haunting tales like footsteps, creaking stairs, and disembodied boys. But apparently there's also a knife-wielding psycho spirit that has chased one person out of there. Oh, shit. And the funny thing is, now you can actually go to Aberdeen. You can tour this house, but there's also primitive campsites around the house. Oh, really? You can actually do primitive camping up by this house, which was the for the was basically this house. How can I put it? It was a major influence in the Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it's like basically the Emerald Castle is what he's got off this. If you see the Emerald Castle, this is kind of what that house looks like. That's where this Frank L. Bomb. L. Frank Baum got the idea for that. Uh, that's pretty wild, man. Uh, that's, I knew about the Easton Castle for a yeah. long time. Yeah, I, I guess I don't remember the name of it. Yeah. But yeah, as soon as you're like, oh, the It's like right up there next yeah. to Wiley Park. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And we're going to be camping this summer. Guess what I'm doing? <laughs> nice, man. No, that's fun as hell. Taking I, the kids up there. Them. We're going to 
camp and I'm going to go invest. I'm going to say, hey, can I get a tour of the house? Oh, hell yeah. I mean, one, it's, it's just a cool thing. It'd be cool to go through. I've, I've been by it, but I've never been through it. Uh, I usually try not to go to Aberdeen much because I don't really enjoy Aberdeen that much. But, uh, yeah, no, it would be cool to go through there. Oh, yeah. It would be damn cool to go through there. All right. I'm going to give one more last one from South Dakota, then we'll go talk about something else. Okay. This is the, the town of Pactola became Pactola Lake in 1950 when the mining town was submerged in water. That makes it a ghost town, but one report says there is a ghost on the lake as well, and he likes to fish. Oh, shit. According to the story by Bob Willis in the January 20th, 1984 issue of the Rapid City Journal, there was a, once a man who fished Rapid Creek almost every day. He went mad for reasons unknown and died one day after falling through the ice. His body was recovered in the spring and buried properly, but reports stated coming in the coming in of the mad Pactola, that's a weird ass name, fisherman. It is. Who was always fishing with a smile on his face. People spotted the ghost figures for trout spotted the ghosts fishing for trout up and down Rapid Creek. He reportedly looked so laugh-like that one might not even know he was a ghost. However, if he caught a fish, it mysteriously never had a hook mark in its lip. How in the hell that's why I think with some ghost stories, how do you know the hook mark isn't in the lip? Did you get that close to see it? Right. You have to be the length of this table to see it. Oh, yeah. Things get weirder. Fishermen started reporting that their ice shack, ice fishing lines would be torn away before suddenly going limp. Also, people would report cracking the lake almost as if someone or something were down there trying to get out. Skeptics could easily dismiss the cracking and line pulls as part of ice fishing. But the legend said that if someone bores a hole in the ice that's large enough for a man to fit through, the cracking stops. When the hole freezes over, the cracking begins again as the Pactola fisherman tries to escape, starts trying to escape from under the ice. Oh, that's pretty weird. Jesus. Yeah. No. No, no. I don't like ice fishing anyway. No, man. I, uh, nope. It's never been my thing. I, I would go out a couple times way back in the day with a couple friends who really liked it. I just went out there to drink. Like that, that <laughs> I think it's what most fishermen like, do. Oh, man. Ice fishermen. High school, yeah, I guess I'll come out. It's like, oh, this is cold as balls. It's stupid. Even with a little heater, you're sitting on the fucking ice, man. It's like, no, nah, man, I'm just going to have another beer. <laughs> yep. I'm good. Put your line in. I don't really care, man. It's cool. Just... So what else have we got? Go ahead. Let's get the, ice fishing makes me think of the cold. I don't like the cold. It does. I like the cold, but not ice fishing cold. Right, right, no. Well, since... Go ahead. That's super awful, man. Uh, <laughs> no, most of this show I'm actually using as an excuse to tell some of my weird fucking shit. Some of them I don't know if I've even told you, man. Probably not. Good. But yeah, no, I, I, I am selfishly uh, throw, throwing personal tales out tonight. Uh, yeah, some of them I haven't heard before. Shit. Some I've heard bits and pieces right, of. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, no, we had a, uh, it was a, a place we were living in. Uh, we've lived down in Brookings, uh, a smaller town south of here, about, it's about 45 miles. And we've lived there for a year and there was weird shit that went on in that place, but I'm not getting into that story. Uh, we moved out of there me and my wife and then our kid who at this point was like nine months old and we lived there for moved into this little place and lived there for a year now in especially when you get out west here when we had the expansion of, of everybody 1800s and that 
you had a lot of tiny towns that kind of popped up. Some of them existed and continue to exist and grew. Some of them stayed small towns, and some of them disappeared entirely. Well, this place we found was seven miles outside of Brookings. And it wasn't until later that I found out it was actually a small town that was here between Brookings, which ended up growing into a bigger school town and, and SDSU colleges there. And to the east of it is Aurora, which is another community that just stays That's a good small. strip club. They do have a few things there. Let me don't get me wrong. <laughs> but this was basically a smaller settlement that dried up and disappeared. Uh, the only thing left was uh, the old school building, which they someone bought, renovated, and turned into apartments. So there's a big square again, Midwest square brick building, uh, five apartments in it. He had one full basement was a big apartment, two on the main floor. And uh, two on the very top, there's the, the, the top third floor, which is where we lived, was on the, the top. Now, our area, uh, the one main floor apartment had its own entrance. The one right below us shared an entrance to the building with us and the other uh, apartment upstairs. And it was basically, you came in, straight in as a door to the apartment on the main floor, right to your left, steps going up to to the next floor where the other two apartments were just a basic hallway two doors uh, on each wall on the end was basically a, a storage area for each uh, uh, apartment now after about a month when we moved in the people who lived upstairs next to us moved out and the entire time we lived there then no one ever moved back into that apartment and i was like okay that's cool they just never found anybody actually an older couple that owned the place and uh we would just have there were countless weird things i liked the little place it was really small but like my kid was at this point like a year and he would just be babbling by himself back in his room and, and i would be sitting out in the living room he could just straight hallway down to his his bedroom you could look down and he would be looking up and he was still year a little over a year so he wasn't really talking he was just getting to walking around but he would babble and he would be looking up like he was talking to somebody and just like full-on babble conversation and you're just like what the fuck is he doing and i'd go down there and he would introduce me to i couldn't understand most of what he was saying but it's, <laughs> it's babbling but he's like oh, no, oh, and, and pointing up and there's nothing there i was like okay man that's cool go back wouldn't think anything of it but there were times like especially back in his room where you could hear conversations you couldn't understand what it was but it was at least two distinct voices you could hear and and the first few times i was like well maybe it's coming from downstairs go down our neighbor was gone for the weekend ran outside nobody's outside there is no conversation that could have been bleeding up onto this second floor I was like, what the hell was that? And that would happen multiple times. You would just hear, it sounded like you were standing outside the room and you could hear people talking, but couldn't make out what they were saying. And countless times we would have that. I was just like, and again, there was nothing ever malicious that happened here. But uh, the, the steps coming up to our, our uh, top floor had a very distinct echo to them because it was basically hollowed out behind these wooden steps. 
and it just kind of boom, boom, boom. You could hear anybody walking mm-hmm. up. And it'd be Friday night, like a friend of mine would a lot of times would drive out. And I knew he was supposed to be coming out that night. And I was sitting there playing a game, and I hear the steps. Bump, 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 bump. So get to like 13 or 14. I'm like, yeah, man, just come on in. <coughs> Nothing. Yell it again. I'm like, dude, just open the fucking door. Come in. You don't need to stand out here. Nothing. So I'm like, what the hell? My wife was working or something. So it was just me and the kid at the house. Or no, I think they came back to town here or something. So I go out there, look in the hallway. Nobody's there. Kind of go down and look around to see if he's hiding around the door to scare me. And we had one window up there that looked out onto the road. I'm like, look down the steps. I'm like, where the hell's he at? I heard somebody coming up here. There's nobody coming down because nobody else is up here. And I look out the window and his car is pulling into our parking lot. I was like... <laughs> Oh, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> what, what was that? He gets in. I'm like, dude, you need to come hear this. And I told him what's going on. And, uh, yeah, nothing, rest of the night, nothing happened. Uh, we, we would sometimes be outside just kind of bullshit. And we had picnic tables around the house and that. And there was, like, a, there was a foundation out in the back of this place of a building that was always left of another building that was out there. But, yeah, we'd be outside and we would be... You know, looking at the sky, like we did a lot. We bullshit, watched stars. It's seven miles out. It's pretty clear. And we would notice the the neighbor upstairs' light would be on. Nobody's been in that apartment living for six months. Jesus. And it's like, oh, what the fuck? Uh-uh. Uh, looking in the parking lot, it's like, all the cars I recognize, there shouldn't be anybody up there. We'd go up, and you could see... Uh, there was like just a little bit of a gap underneath the doors of the carpet out there and you would see the light and it would flick off we're like what the fuck I'd knock like hey what's going on nothing go back outside light would be off and like 20 minutes later living room light would be back on nobody in and out of the place just no idea uh, what was going on there you wouldn't hear voices nothing just light would be on and off there weren't timers put into the place because it didn't happen every night. Uh, countless times I would hear people walking up and down the steps. Just no one there. Not, not a damn person to be seen. Uh, you'd hear that, that year, it was 96, 97. So there was a lot of weird shit going on in the world, period. Uh, like that year we had all that snow, which was like record 18 inches constantly on the mm-hmm. ground. Uh, it was the same year the Hale-Bopp comet came around. So I remember watching. I worked overnights. That's right, yeah. And and I, I would see it in the skies. I was driving to work, and then coming home, it'd be way over here. It was really cool, a lot of weird stuff. But, yeah, it was like we, we would constantly have just like the, the hallway storage. The door would be open. And it, it wasn't an easy turning latch. Uh, yeah, like I said, countless times we'd have lights turn on and off. Uh, just weird weird shit which i would chalk up to electrical maybe but it just seemed kind of odd that as soon as we would get to like the neighbor's door the light would flip off <laughs> he didn't want to talk to you marty right. he was very antisocial. he liked right. to yeah, that, was, that was also the same house where i had that other uh sighting which we'll get into on a different show yeah <laughs> uh but uh, yeah no we had just all the time there were just like weird noises uh, like i said nothing was ever 
malicious. Nobody was pushed against a wall. Nobody, nobody was ever hurt. But like sometimes shit would just be moved weird in, yeah. in the kitchen. But yeah, the the the, the footsteps. Uh, that one just got me. It was like, see, I kind of had deja vu because I told you about the house over by the stadium. Oh yeah, yeah. The same thing here. The screen door open and close. Footsteps. Yep. yep. So it's, if there is. But I believe I know that actually because I, that's one of the only thing I can say is really paranormal events that's Correct. ever hacked to me is that which happened twice. Twice, yeah. which it, is wild. It's... Yeah, that's why I I know people are saying, "Well, you had that happen. You should believe in ghosts." I believe in ghosts, but not as hardcore as most people. I'm like, not right. everything is a ghost. Right. That no. was probably re- re- repeating or residual. Yep, 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 residual. So. Yeah, and, and see, that's the thing. I, I I will always try to find what it is. But like I said, I, I think I am probably quicker to jump onto, hey, this was maybe paranormal than you are. Yeah. On certain things, yeah. especially with, with ghosts. But most of the time, like, like I said, it, with most things, I, I try to go, okay, is there someone out here? Could it be hearing conversation leaking up from downstairs? Could it be hearing this? But yeah, it would be a weekend like nobody was there. Nobody's outside. I wonder if that place is still there. I don't know. Like shortly before we left, we're just gonna do what Marty. We should just do a Marty tour of all the creepy ass places right, you live. Go down there, man. Yeah, I, I've thought about it because I've been in Brookings quite a bit, and I've thought about hopping over there. Uh, I I don't know because like before we left, the older couple ended up selling it back to the bank because they were getting out of it. They're retiring. Oh yeah, they were old. And yeah, the bank, uh, what a bunch of pieces of shit, man. They, they really were. The, the rumor flying around is they were trying to kick people out of there because they wanted to expand and make it more of a uh, high end and add stuff on here. They're like going to gentrify it. Yeah, you're seven miles out of fucking town, man. It's half of the way there isn't even paved roads. Yeah. It is farm roads. That's what this is. Yep. How are you going to get people to pay you how much a month to do this? But they, they would like to start nitpicking because we had a month to month basically is how we did it. We had no year lease. It was month to month. Let them know ahead of time if we were going to leave. And, and they started coming through and nitpicking everybody's shit. Like we had uh, fish. Fish. Two small tanks. I had a 20 gallon tank with my Oscar and a 10 gallon tank with just various tropical fish. Well now it says here on the lease that there's no pets. <laughs> I, I, I did because at this point we've already been through a few things and I just looked at the lady I was like well I really try to make sure I clean up after him after he gets out uh, but uh, and she just looked at me that's not what I meant I'm like well then don't say it it's a fish what do you think it's going to do you know it's not like I've got a 50 gallon tank here it's, it's a 20 gallon tank sitting by a sink Yeah. you know and it just started nitpicking and yeah we just left shortly after that we're like not nah, we're fucking leaving man I don't need your crap but yeah, it's uh, I, I thought about running down there to see if it's still there or if they ended up leveling it and doing whatever they wanted with it. But yeah, it was, it was interesting. I, I liked being out there. Yeah. It, it was pretty sweet. A lot of coyotes. Man, we had a lot of coyotes. But that whole year, man, I had, I had some of the strangest, most intense dreams when I was living there for that year. Like I had multiple that 20-some years later, I remember like uh, uh, having a dream that there were storms coming in. And watching out the window, like, five tornadoes coming, colliding and coming towards the house and shit. And it would be shit like that all the time. And I normally don't have dreams like that. Like, that whole year, man, we had, I had weird dreams that entire year I lived there. Like, really intense, vivid, 
And a lot of times they were something horrible. You should like take that. this home, Marty. Right. Just so you know, folks, I'm turning around and I'm pointing at my homemade Ouija board. You should take that home, put it underneath your mattress, right. and I want to do an experiment. We'll see what happens. See, see what dreams you get. Yeah. I, yeah it, was, it was wild, dude. So I was like, holy fuck. So dreams I would like wake up and be like, holy fuck. <laughs> you know, I'd wake up right before they were, you know, heading towards the house. I was like, Jesus Christ, what is going on here? No. Well, since you had the creepy dreams, we're going to end this on a happy note now. We're gonna talk, I'm going to tell you a story about the creepy children in masks. Oh, that's happy. This is how the story goes. My father loved to, loved to take us on camping trips when we were growing up, especially during the Christmas holidays. Asshole dad. First, why would you go camping during the Christmas holidays? Right. For the most part, I found it boring and I loathed roughing it, but I enjoyed spending time with my family. On this particular trip, I had no idea what... I'd encounter or that I would end up contributing my own haunted stories. My family was fishing at a spot that bordered on an area that contained an old ruins of a settlement. Being 15 year olds, being 15 years old, I decided that it would be more fun if I went off to explore on my own. Wandering through the bush and climbing over several outcroppings, I came across an old crumbling house. It was fun to find the occasional broken cup, rusty cookware wandering and wondering who the family were. Then I heard children giggling. Thinking that it was my two younger brothers, I rushed out of the ruins. I called out their names and they didn't respond. What creeped me out was that sounds of bricks falling behind me. I turned to look back through the crumbling window frame and saw several figures whisking past. Being braver than I should have been, I ran out I ran back inside. When my heart stopped my heart stopped when I saw four ghostly children. The creepiest thing was the masks they wore. Two girls and two boys were staring straight at me. Their eerie gigglies were muffled behind their scary masks. They looked as if they'd stepped out of an old photograph from the end of the 19th century. The masks were like the style of old-school Halloween caricatures, which made the Halloween children even more frightening. Before I could scream, the eldest girl lifted her mask. Her face was skeletal and seemed to be mummified. That did it. I backed out and ran as fast as my legs could carry me, never even daring to look back. I didn't tell my family about them for the rest of the day. I continued looking over my shoulder. My father thought I was sick and sent me to bed early, even though I protested. In the tent, when the lamp was the brightest setting, it took me forever to fall asleep. I don't know how long I had been sleeping when I was awoken by the, by the familiar freaky giggling. When I sat up and looked around, I realized I was alone in the tent. In the distance, I could hear my family. They were singing songs around the campfire, and for a moment, I thought the giggling had come from them. This is why I'm afraid of, so afraid of haunted stories. Thinking that I hallucinated giggling, I laid back down and tried to get comfortable. That's when I saw the shadows on the tent wall. I sat up and saw one of the grotesque masks inside the tent. I screamed as all four of the children laughed loudly, flapping the tent, and scrambled around. It felt like they were going on in a frenzy, racing around and circling my big sleeping bag, giggling and taunting me. When my father finally came in and grabbed me, I saw it was just the two of us. The ghostly children were gone. To this day, I tell people that I had a fever. Although I can't prove it, I know it was real. Oof. Jeez, man. Jesus. No. Except, like, I, I like that part where they said, like, the old-style Halloween masks. They were all made yeah. by paper shade. They were actually yeah. creeping the ones you get oh, nowadays. <laughs> They're just so Just look up, anybody go look disturbing. up Halloween masks oh, from like the 1910s. Yeah. Like it was, they were all homemade masks and it yeah, was just it was, creepy. Before they did the, you know, they started turning into a major holiday. But yeah, kids would like make their own masks. Oh, and they are just, oh, so The giggling disturbing. thing. <laughs> oh, no. 
See, I actually had okay. I'm sorry. I actually had this happen to me a couple nights ago. Drayson and my son came to bed with me, and my wife in the middle of the night ran into our room. I'm like, yeah, go lay down, whatever. Blah blah blah. It's two in the morning. All of a sudden, no more an hour later, he, 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 and the kid's giggling in his dreams, and it freaks me out. He's just like, I'm like, what the hell is that? And he's like giggling. He's like, it's, he's laughing about something, like playing with a cat or something in his dream, and it's just like oh, creepy as no. hell. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, there's, there's nothing, I don't care what anybody said, there's nothing more horrifying than the sound of children laughing. It really is. Especially at three in the morning. Yeah, it's <laughs> really just disturbing sometimes. I can understand when you're out doing something, but. Middle of the night, I don't want to hear giggling, man. I don't care if it's my kids or what. I don't want to hear that. <laughs> no, man. As, as When I was younger, even up through uh, probably into my 20s, uh, ghosts were something that did uh, unnerve me a bit, and, and they scared me. Just the idea. Well, I suppose some of it is creepy. The, the idea of something already just sitting in my face, and I don't know what's there, is a little unnerving. But I, I, I've done enough dealing with ghosts and seeing, doing research and everything into them that they don't really terrify me. I'm sure there are some out there that would do a damn good job of terrifying me. But the idea of them doesn't scare me anymore like it did. I, like I said, even in my early 20s, it was just really unnerving. I was like, no, man, no. Anymore, it's like, I don't care. It's, it's fine. I'll I would actually, my personal opinion, I would love to actually go to a true haunted house. Oh, yeah, yeah. And have something happen to me and Mark Smarty laugh at his ass off at me. There. <laughs> and it, it, it's, like, like I said, it, not that they can't scare me. I, I, I'm sure there are some places going into, I would probably get pretty unnerved. Just, But is a lot of that, is a lot of that, like, if you hear about the haunted places, it's, is it actually something that's in your subconscious already? Right. Saying, oh, there's something here that's going to scare you. Is that, right, right. I understand it will build your anxiety. Yes. But is there actually something there? Yeah, see, that's that's the other thing that gets really tough because it is hard to get actual solid proof, man. It, there really yeah, yeah. is. Uh, every bit of it is subjective. I don't care whether it's an EVP or whatever it is. It's still subjective to some point of, like, scrutiny where is this true, is this bullshit. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like I said, the, the subject of ghosts is such a tough one. It delves into so much different stuff. Yeah, uh, you start dealing with shadow people, which are a whole different uh, subgenre of things, uh, demonics, if you will, uh, residual hauntings. Is it just a recorded playback of energy looping? You know, is an intelligent human who is is stuck there? You know, are are they angry? Uh, you know, there's there's so much there. Like I said, the idea of it anymore doesn't scare me like it used to. It would. It would, like, really kind of creep me out. But anymore, it really doesn't. And maybe I've become jaded because I've seen so much and read so much. Like I said, not that there aren't places. There are a few places I would like to go to check out. Uh, Villisca Murder House, I would actually like to go down to that. And we might be pretty close to that yeah, this it's, summer. it's actually not. They actually do set up overnight uh, visitations there. We hang out all night. Maybe we should just go hang out there in that set of a motel room. Yeah, me and a a friend and his wife and stuff, we've looked into possibly going down there for a weekend at some point. Uh, It just never seems to work out in our schedules. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's five-hour, maybe six-hour drive. It's not super far. 
uh, realistically. But yeah, there, there's a few places where I, I, I think I, I could be unnerved by, but like I said, the idea of them isn't as much unknown to me. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I, don't I know, know I know what you mean. But uh, I, I do have a, more of a feeling of what I'm getting into if I'm dealing with something, as opposed to 20 years ago where I was like, well, oh, God, what is this? You know, some of this stuff is like, eh, that isn't that scary to me anymore. Uh, 20 years ago, yeah, that, that uh, having that happen. Just think how like, scary oh, would be if you actually went into a place you didn't know was haunted, then had some shit happen to you. Right. And see, there again, <laughs> you get back to that idea of, uh, are, are you already setting yourself up? Yeah. Knowing that this place is haunted, looking for something that's haunted. How much are you interpreting as being haunted? And how much of it is... It's just a random shadow that you saw, a random animal making that noise. Yeah. If, if your head is already built in that place where it's like, oh, I'm going to find haunted shit here. That's, that's why sometimes I, I, I find it uh, more intriguing when they catch video footage of a place that isn't necessarily known to be haunted, just abandoned. Yep. And they, they catch like a weird form standing somewhere because they weren't going in there looking for haunted shit. They were just checking out this whole building. Where it's like, oh, god damn, there, there's an outline of a dude standing in that window. <laughs> there were only two of you there. One's holding the camera, one's on the camera. <laughs> you know, it, it's... Like I said, yeah, it goes into that, that dangerous territory of how much are you setting yourself up to expect to see. Yep. And then how much is actually happening. And there, there is a, a fine line there. Your brain can interpret all kinds of shit when you're looking for it. This is like true. I said, if you're looking at the sky... Hoping to see a UFO, every light you see right away is, oh, is that a UFO? Because you're looking for it. Yep. And it's like, no, nah, man, it's a fucking plane. It's clearly a plane. Yeah. Occasionally you come into something and you're like, that is not flying like a plane. Okay, that is something else. But, you know, your head's already looking for it. I think we should put it up, give it up to our listeners. Right. Because I'm, I'm like, pretty much don't believe in ghosts. I'm, yeah. And Marty's a believer. I'm not a believer. I think the listeners should tell us if we should go check out some place. Give us an idea where we should just go hang out. Yeah, okay. no, man. That'd I'm, be fun. I'm, I'm up for that. We can always make time. I don't, I don't care what it is. I'm, yeah. I'm up for, for doing that. All right. I totally am up for that, actually. Let's be real. Oh, yeah. I got one other thing I want to say before we end out tonight. Um, if any of our listeners have any weird, crazy type stories dealing with like are you a public transit driver are you like a bus driver a metro line driver subway driver uh a railroad i would love to get railroad worker i'd love to get a story from you guys of some of the weird shit i know you've seen weird shit they can't really explain if you want there are some you can't explain it's just really funny and weird we'll take them stories if you would email us at eothpodcast at gmail.com we're trying to get together an episode, a future episode, where we can talk about these kind of funny, scary stories that yeah. happen to people, like in public. Kind of a hodgepodge of, hey, we saw this when I was working on, you know, Northwestern Rail Lines. You know, or Burlington or whatever. Yeah. Or even the public transit. If you drive a public bus in, like, a large city like Chicago, New York, right. any, you've had to have seen some weird-ass shit. Right. We want your stories. Right. It doesn't have to be supernatural, man. Sometimes... Some of the people you see in some of those places, those stories are wild enough without adding anything paranormal to it, man. It's humanity or fucking weirdos. Yep. <laughs> Let's be real. All right, Marty. So have you got anything else for these nice folks? I, I really don't, man. Uh, just uh, it was a fun episode. Oh, yeah. It's- 
I'll just finish off too by saying if you guys have any ghost stories, personal ghost stories you'd like us to read on air, email them at our eothpodcast at gmail.com and we'll put a show, another show together for ghost stories if you like this stuff. Otherwise, folks, have a good night. Bye. Shut up.